Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 83 of Something Worth Thinking About. In today's episode, we want to hear the Word of God in 1 Peter chapter 1, that we are called to be holy just as God is holy. And we want to bring into dialogue this calling of God, our tension, our doubts, our insecurities, where we believe that God has called us to be holy, and yet we struggle to believe that we can actually be holy in all that we do. So I hope that this will be a helpful conversation, some things worth thinking about that will help you to engage with your doubts, your insecurities, and your unbelief that often live side by side with your belief, your hope, and your confidence that with God, all things are possible. Doubt. Doubt is one of the things that we all wrestle with to one extent or another in different ways and at different levels at different times in our lives. When things are dark, when bad things are happening in our lives, whenever we feel discouraged and disconnected from our God, we may ask ourselves and we may ask those that we know and love and trust and confide in, where is God? Why at times does it feel like the Lord is not with me, that the Lord is not with his people? I know that God has promised that he will never forsake or abandon us, but if I'm being completely honest with myself right now, in my heart, I am crying out with Jesus, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? How long will you ignore my cause and my prayers? How long will you delay before you come to aid me in my distress? Or perhaps even when we feel and we sense God's presence with us and his faithfulness to us, we may still wrestle with doubts and insecurities about whether the Lord will answer our prayer to help us in whatever it is we're asking of God in the moment. We may find ourselves being like the man who brought his demon-possessed son first to the disciples of Jesus and then to Jesus himself, asking for help, hoping that Jesus can do something. But you will remember that in that story that even as this man came to Jesus asking for help, believing and hoping that Jesus can do something to help him, this man expressed his doubts and his lack of absolute or total confidence and conviction in the way he asked for Jesus to help his son. 
if you remember, this man said to Jesus, if, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus did not ignore this if. He, he called it out and he, he put a white hot spotlight on it to bring attention to it and said to the man, if you can. And then he goes on to say, everything is possible for the one who believes. To which the man immediately replied, as best he could, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. As we talk about God's call on our lives to be holy as he is holy, this is where I believe a whole lot of us live. We believe, yet we also have unbelief. And this belief and unbelief literally live side by side in our hearts at the same time. We can actually feel belief and unbelief in the same moment about the same thing. And this ongoing tension between belief and unbelief can torment us day and night. So let's hear the word of God in 1 Peter 1 verses 13 through 16, keeping in mind this tension that we have between belief and unbelief. Hear the word of God. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Discipline yourselves. Set all your hope on the grace that Jesus Christ will bring you when he is revealed. Like, like obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires that you formerly had in ignorance. Instead, as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. For it is written, you shall be holy because I am holy. The therefore in verse 13 reminds us that this statement is given to us in the context of our living hope in the person of Jesus and our salvation in him. It is in light of our hope in Jesus, all that God has done is doing and one day will do that we are given this charge, this calling to prepare ourselves, to discipline ourselves and to set our hope fully and completely on the grace that Jesus will bring in that glorious day when he is revealed to us in his second coming. God, the one who alone is holy, 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 has indeed called us. If you belong to the family and fellowship of God, this means that God has called you. And God calls us and God calls you to be holy as he is holy in all that we do. Now, we fully believe that God is holy. God is good all the time. We fully believe that God has called us. Yet even here, we can already start 
feeling the tension of the creep of unbelief. We may find ourselves saying, I know that God has called his people, but has God called me? Am I one of God's people? I'm, I'm not sure. And especially when we start wrestling with our guilt and our shame and the shortcomings that we continue to struggle with in our lives. And so a lot of this tension that already is creeping into our faith flows out of what is next. We fully believe that God has called us to be holy, but we too often doubt and wallow in unbelief when it comes to our part in this. We doubt that we can do this thing that God has called us to. We doubt that we can be holy. We doubt that we can live up to this calling from God. Now, I remind you that God is the one who calls you, and God is the one who is at work in this. God is not setting us up for failure. God is not tormenting us. It is Satan who is attempting to torment us by sowing these seeds of doubt, by goading us with our guilt and shame over our sins, and also with our insecurities about belonging to the family and the fellowship of God. In so many ways, we stand at the Jordan River along with God's people so long ago. God has saved us and brought us up out of Egypt, out of the darkness and the bondage and tyranny of sin. God has delivered us from the hands of Satan, our tormentor. God is leading us into the promised land, to a better life, a life that is full and abundant, just as Jesus promised us. This is why he came as the good shepherd. And there are those among us who have explored the teachings of Christ and the apostles who've heard the promises of God and have taken a good, long, hard look at the realities of life and the often painful history of the church and the times that God's people failed to be holy, failed to be light and salt of the world, and instead conformed to the fallen patterns and misguided thinking of our age. And these people say to us with the 10 men who spied out the promised land long ago, we can't do it. We cannot do this thing God is telling us to do. It is impossible. It cannot be done. And our hearts will melt with this doubt and this fear. I want to join today with Joshua and Caleb, and I want you to join them and all of God's people down through the ages who've said no to this negative kind of thinking and this allowing unbelief to overwhelm belief, and who've said instead with Joshua and Caleb and anyone else who would listen, with God's help, we can do this. God himself is our strength. God is our salvation. Our God 
is able and our God will be with us to give us victory over our enemies. Our God is faithful and he will keep us promises to fight for us in every battle. Our God will bring us into the promised land we long for, the life that we long to live, that we would become individually the people that we want to be and collectively the people of God that we want our churches and our congregations to be for the glory of God. Our God will go before us and lead us. With our God, all things are possible. Walls will come crashing down. Lives will be changed and transformed. The blind will be given sight. The lame will walk. They will run. They will dance. We can do all things by the power of our God who is with us. With God, we can live in this new and glorious way that he has promised to us and that he now calls us to pursue. We can do this. With God's help, we can fight the good fight of the faith. With God's help, we can become and be holy in all that we do. But if we listen to those who say we cannot do it, it is impossible. Let's have a big dose of reality. Our enemies are too powerful for us. We cannot defeat Satan. We cannot overcome sin. We cannot live this new life God is calling us to live. If we listen to these voices, we will never even try to be holy in all that we do. We will not, as the Word of God tells us to do in 1 Peter 1, we will not prepare ourselves for action because there's no action to be taken. We will not discipline ourselves because it is pointless. And we will not do, we will not even set out to do or aspire to do what God has called us to do when he told us to be holy in all that you do. So today, I want you to just take a moment before we move forward and really embrace this passage again in our next podcast and explore it more deeply. I urge you to listen to Jesus. Listen to the apostles. Listen to those better voices in your life and in the midst of God's people all around the world who keep telling us that nothing is impossible with God. Whenever doubts rise up in your heart, whenever if, if creeps into your faith, listen to Jesus who said to the one who said, if you can do anything, if you can help us, if. Here's what Jesus said. Everything is possible for the one who believes. So believe. Believe that Jesus knows what he's talking about and pray to our Lord, I do believe. Please help me overcome my unbelief. So let's close today with a powerful reminder from the Word of God in 1 Thessalonians 
chapter 5, verses 23 through 24, that our God is with us, our God has called us to this, and our God goes before us to make it all happen. Hear the word of God. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you, make you holy through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Thank you.